0: Okay. Good morning. Today's class is in Raful Shalema. Liam Mimun Ben Jennifer Esther Ilanit, also in the Raful Shalema of Rav Shum Ben Yavne and Rav Daniel Ben Sarah. Success in Yerushalayim LeShav and Avakhti Shefer Shepher LeShavah Emma Ben Eli Reina Malka B'Tovah and Lilishmat Yerachon Dienu Ben Gedalia and Ben Neema and Miriam Miriam Salma. We have to get her name, her Hebrew name, is sure. Okay. God willing, today is class. Is we're going to do a great, great, great book on, on the base lev'y on Bitachon. Great, this is a phenomenal book. Base lev'y on Bitachon, base lev'y on trust. It's basically a, a, a non-Breslev version. More of, an, of a, the base lev'y was Ashkenazi, uh, was a Shkenazi. But he, he, this book is really, really great. This actually book is made by, art scroll, and it has all kinds of short, uh, to all kinds of them on how to build and strengthen your trust and emuna. Remember, like anything else in life, whatever you don't use, you lose. And I was just working lately. I've been dealing with posture issues because I've had a lot of back pains, a lot of injuries, and I've come to realize it was all because of my posture. All of a sudden, you sit in the desk, and then you sit in the car, then you're on your phone, you look down, 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 down. Next thing you know, you build up a certain amount of stress in the body. Next thing you know, you do one wrong move in the gym, Boom! uh, all of a sudden you get injured. So I recognize how important it is to use. And I was just looking at posture, and I went to a posture specialist, etc. And thank God I'm trying to make major, major changes to that. And you can see Japanese cultures, you know what they do? They they, they have conversations in the middle of the street squatting. How many Jews do you see squatting on the street? Imagine a guy eating a bagel squatting on the floor. (laughs) Imagine people just talking, having a conversation, squatting. That's a good way to get your in-laws out. We only squat in the house, you see? <laughs> Nobody's going to come up. Nobody will come. But it's squatting It's so great because it uses all your muscles. And bottom line is you're not sitting all the time. And this is something that we... They do this all the time. It's a culture to squat all the time and have a conversation in the middle of the street squatting. You, you ask five Americans in the middle of the street, squat down and have a conversation, oh, my back, my neck, my this. Just because to show you, whatever you don't use you lose. And this is with every part of our lives. It's not like, if I'm not using my moon, if I'm not using my spiritual, I'm going to lose it. End of story. Whatever you don't lose, use, you lose. Period. Just remember that concept. And this is why, this, this is why people get older. They stop exercising. They say sitting is, is the new cancer today. Sitting is the new cancer. The studies for cancer, they, there's a, many, many books on how... Um, you know you age much faster when you sit over many many studies and they did the study in NASA where they where they show uh, where they took people and they showed that they have how they, how they age so much because there's no gravity over there and 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 it's very very important we have to move more all right so again so that's how I got the concept of whatever you don't use you lose we have to use our bitachon and strengthen it. It's, nothing, not, it's not whether or not you're smart or not. We're very confused with this concept. If you work it, it works for you. If you don't work it, you're gonna get. it's like anything else in life. It's, you have to constantly work it. Emuna my, uh, my, uh, and bitachon is a muscle. Period. It's just like a muscle. If you work it, it works for you. If you don't work it, it becomes weak. And then, life comes... Hit you in the face, and you get knocked down. What happened? Lack of strength. Our job is to strengthen us, ourselves, constantly. We don't want to wish for less problems. We want to wish for more strength. That means the problems become the growth opportunities. But if you're asking, you know, working, living a life of no problems, you, you, you're going to get hit. End of the story. You're, you're, there's a million things going on in this world. So remember, so he gives eight practical strategies on how to build... How to build this muscle. How to build a muscle of moon and, 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 and strategy. To strengthen strengthens one emunah. Number one, contemplating the wonders of creation. It's very, very important. Rab Nachman speaks about this a lot, right? And he says it's very, very important just to stop and be mindful of everything. Just look at the cup of coffee. Look at it pour it down, spend an extra second or two, let the water drop, instead of everything be so automatic. Today, a guy can travel 45 minutes, he doesn't even know he got there. We, we spend, I would say, 90 to 95% of our time unconscious. And remember, anytime you're getting a negative thought, it's because you're not in the present moment. Because any negative thought is from the past or the future. So already you know, if you're thinking negatively, you're, in, you're, you're not even present. Guaranteed, you're not even present. So, just to show you if a person is constant anxious constant these negative states you 're not even present you 're not even present, so obviously if you 're not present, you can't contemplate the wonders of creations. This is why it's very, very important. The first thing you knew we want to start the day we want to start the day looking at the sky you know there was a, there was a fair in the time of Rav Nachman, and there was a you know the guy was telling the guy you know Reb Nachman was speaking to one of his followers telling him. You, know, you should work, strengthen yourself, work on your, you know, check it in your Creator. He goes, look, I'm busy. I'm busy, I'm busy. He says, you see all these, all all, the, all these cars and all these things that everybody that's here, this won't be here in 50 years. There'll be completely different people here, a different world. So you might as well start looking up to heaven. So it teaches us, look up to heaven. All this is gone. All Bitcoin, all this schmutz, all this in 50 years, who knows where it's going to be. All this is gone. At least you can, Spend your day. Make the day longer, like we said. Instead of waking up, being unconscious at 9 o'clock, you don't even know what happened to the day. It's another thing we got to check in. got to check in a little bit. Thank God I'm very grateful that I have a class every single day because it teaches me to come up with new stuff, new ideas. You know, Who knows if I wouldn't have done this? Who knows what I would, where I would be today? But I'm forced to look at new ideas, new hints. What can I talk about? It interrupts the pattern of... Sp- of just being unconscious, which is what the majority of the world is doing, is just unconscious, majority. How many people do you say, would you say, they wake up in the morning and say, what's the message of that person who taught me a lesson versus that's the messenger that ruined my life. How many people do you think say that? How many people? How many people? What message do I have on this breakup versus this person is the person that's causing all my misery. I had a conversation yesterday. My boy, my ex-husband ruined my life. He ruined my life. He took everything from me. Really? How's that possible? How could one person affect another person's emotion unless you made it everything about you? It's not possible. And as long as you say that, you're stuck as a victim for the rest of your life. Look at the message, not the messenger. That's contemplating. When you, you see, when you contemplate, even when I look at the... When I look at at at, 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 at this is what Rav Nachman tells us in the summer we should we should try to, to do our prayers, or his bodeut by the fields, just to connect to the energy, connect to the earth. This disconnect you have to disconnect in order to connect. So one practical way is to contemplating the wonders of creation. Just look at look at creation, look what's going on, look at the look at the trees, look at the sun, look at everything. Don't just check out and check in on your phone all day long. This is the, 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 and we lose that. So just by looking at God's greatness, you can, you're able to see, you're able to see. I pray, thank God, we pray at sunrise here. So as we pray, I sit by the window, and you see the sunrise. That, that itself has a, has a tremendous effect. Rabbi Nachman said you should always pray by the window. Pray by the window. The whole point is look at God's creation. Look at the, the contemplation. So that's one thing. Check, start looking above, Instead of looking below at your phone all day long. <laughs> Number two, another great way, according to Re- Yeheskel Levinstein, he says that on, one way to strengthen oneself is to pray the prayer and blessings with concentration. When you look at the words, when you understand the words you say, and you look at them, that has a tremendous effect on your concentration. When you, whatever you put, remember, wherever energy goes, Energy flows. If I put my energy into the tefillah, my prayer will give me back the energy. It's unbelievable. Wherever your energy flow, energy goes, your energy flows. Wherever you pay attention to, that's where your energy goes. And then you get energy back. Our sages call this a reflected and a directed light. A good example of this would be, let's say I'm talking to a friend, and I'm not present in that conversation. I'm not present. He's there, but I'm not present. So what's happening? That conversation, I'm not getting any reflected light. I'm just there, but I don't really want to listen. But let's say I started, again, not easy, not easy to do. We're not in love talking to everybody, let's be honest. We all have our own issues in our lives. But let's say you do pretend to give a minute of attention to somebody. So what happens? Because you're, gonna, you're helping them, even Wayne Dyer says this, you actually get serotonin. When you help somebody... You're giving him a reflected light, you're helping him, and he's giving you a reflected light back. This is called in Kabbalah, a uh, direct light and reflected light. So this is, the part of giving is really for us. Sometimes when Nachman tells us that when you're trying to help somebody, sometimes you're more inspired than the person you're helping. Many times I've tried to help people, and I'm more inspired by them, than them. And I'm understanding, why am I more inspired than you are? is because that person could be like a rock. He's a rock, hard-headed. But, still the light bounces off the rock. <laughs> so even if you think you're wasting your time, you're never wasting your time, you're still getting benefit. I never understood that concept. I was so excited sometimes, speaking, and the person looked like, you know, flat, flat, didn't move. But I still, I don't know why I was getting so much energy from it. You would say the opposite. I should be completely disappointed that he's not getting the words. No, the says, no, you shouldn't. So even if you have problematic people, don't give up because you will get directed light. But as long as the intention is to help them. So this is where the concentration, whatever you're doing, you end up getting light in that area of your life. Very, very important. Remember, to the extent that we're, we stay unconscious, to stay, stay conscious, that's where energy comes. But when we're in unconscious, it's just... And you know this, because every single emotion is every single, how you breathe, and your emotions are very connected. That means every single emotion affects the way you breathe. If you're happy, you breathe completely different. If you're anxious, you breathe completely different. If you're sad, you breathe differently. Your emotions, every single emotion affects your breath, which is a phenomenal thing. So how do you know practically where you are, right? Is, except for calling Uber, is check your breath. How's your breathing? Short breath, extended breath, happiness. You, you could see by your emotions. So that's one way to check in, etc. So remember, the second one is prayer with blessing and concentration. Try to do whatever you're doing with concentration. And in order to do this, you have to feed your focus and starve your distractions. And I've, I've tried to do that. So I have my, my wife handling my social media. I'm trying to do as much as I can to... Because I I can't write a book and and teach. I'd rather focus on better content than trying to help everybody out. I I just can't have both. Can't have everybody else both write a book and have better content. It's not going to happen. So you have to do one or the other. Either just try to help it or have better content, etc. Hopefully the classes will get you where you don't even need to ask questions anymore. That's the whole point. The whole point is I want to get you to enough... Get enough dot where well, you don't even have questions anymore. You have the answers in the class itself. That's really, really the goal, etc. for all of this. So this is very very important. Try to take a second an extra second today to say a bracha. Try to second, say spend an extra second. That gets you closer to your creator. And also, very important when we say a bracha on something, we're actually what are you doing? You're actually praising. Whatever you bless your creator. Whoever blesses his creator, he himself is blessed. But when, we say in, in, when we're saying blessings that are not 100% that, you know, you're saying the wrong thing, you, you, you don't get advantage of that. Which, again, we all say, bah! yours truly is the first one to speak to. So maybe eat less, but when you do eat, say <laughs> bracha. intermediate fasting is great. Because you barely, you only eat at certain times. And when you do eat, you're hungry, so you have more kavanah in the prayer. Number three, noticing Hashem's guide in one's life. This is really beautiful. He's saying here, Roshon Wobbe, He says something. He says, everybody should should really have their own Megillus Esther. (laughs) Can you imagine that? What are we reading the Megillus Esther every year? We're recounting the miracles from complete darkness to light. Correct? We were completely going to get destroyed and we got light. How many of us had that Megillus Esther in our lives? We all do, but we have a very short-term memory for gratitude and a long-term memory for trauma. The problem is, what are you reading? You're reading the wrong book all day. So sometimes it's a great idea. Like instead of a gratitude journal, like write down like a couple of miracles that happened to you and read it every day. That's your Megillah Esther. Beautiful concept. But just understanding that you notice God's life in your hand. And this is why our sages say, just say it's, That anybody who constantly talks about God's miracles is going to have more miracles to talk about. So you're actually obligated to constantly praise. Because the more praise, the more opportunities you get to praise more. And again, what this does is, it strengthens your faith. It strengthens your faith. Bottom line. So it's either you're working it and it's working for you or you're like anything else. You sit for five hours, you're going to get back pain because your glutes are not working. They're not fired up. So what do you got to do? Fire up the glutes. Otherwise, you're going to get back pain. It's pretty much the same thing in life. Work it and it'll work for you. So that's the third thing. Noticing noticing God's in one... God's, in God's Whatever you could do, basically you should... Come up with your own sto- couple, five stories of miracles. I can give you 150 stories of miracles that have happened to me. Hundreds of mi- stories. And just read them every day in case you, you have a short-term memory of, what's ha- of how kind your Creator has been to you. And not be, we're not supposed to be all day long in trouble. This is not supposed to be the big picture here in this world. Remember, we are here in this world to do what? To praise our Creator. To recognize our Creator in our life. Not to say our Creator broke us. And we cannot condone, no, we cannot enable this kind of behavior. Not in my classes. You want to go somewhere else? Yes, there's a time to be broken, but there's a time to win too. Sometimes if we talk about too much being broken, that is not the idea here. That is not the idea here. And this is where the emphasis is. Too much pain. Okay, after pain comes growth. And comes success. It can't just be about pain all the time. And this is why I've seen some people just all day long, the same, okay, we cried, now we have to get out. That's the story of the Jews. Destruction, rebuilding. Destruction, rebuilding. Nothing's new under the sun. This is exact same thing in the, the Zohar says, man is a miniature world. You are going through the same thing in life. So remember, we're not supposed to get stuck. If we're getting stuck, it's because we need to really, really work on our mu'na. To get think to think greater than we feel, and to ready invent with Muna practically thinking that faith does, it allows you to feel much better in the current situation you are in. Period. And if you're not feeling better in that current situation that looks despair, then because you're not practicing imuna. Period. Period. It's very important to get focused. So you need focus. You need to anchor down, calm the emotions down. Because remember, how many times do we have to hear the same story? Anytime there's panic, there's destruction. How many times do we hear this? How many times do you have to read the same part over and over? The, the spies panicked? Tisha B'av. The Jews panicked with the man? Dishar. Every single situation in life where you've seen a panic, you've seen the ending has not been good. I cannot recall one time where the ending has been good when there has been panic. I don't recall. There's many stories in the Torah telling us the same message. Moshe Rabbeinu, off a couple of hours, golden calf. The, sto- the, 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 the story of the Torah is not just to be read, it's to be internalized in your life. That panic is not good under any circumstances. And the reason we go into these panic attacks is because we've accumulated way too much fear And not enough trust. Bottom line. Not everybody goes into a panic attack. Again, I'm not being, uh, I'm not, you tell them, oh, you're being too cruel. No, no, no. We cannot enable this kind of behavior. You have to strengthen yourself. And when you're weak in an area, it's not to to, to be upset or depressed. It's to say what needs to be worked on. What needs to, just like my posture. My posture is not the greatest. What needs to be worked on? I need to work on my posture. What am I going to so Being upset that my posture is not good? I can't believe this is happening? What's that going to do for me? Fix your posture. End the story. It's exactly what our life... It's all it is. Either we're letting in energy, or we're blocking energy. Very simple. Either we're letting in our energy in our lives, or, we're, or that energy is, is gone. If I have trust, I let energy in. If I have fear, I'm losing energy. It's either you're building an energy, you eat eat well, you're bringing energy in your life. You don't eat well, you're pushing away energy in your life. You're happy, you're bringing energy. You're sad, you're pushing energy away. Very simple. Either the energy is coming in, or the energy is coming out. And you could look at this on a conscious level. On a higher conscious level, we're very particular. When When you're working, when you have a trust mindset, when you have a good mindset, not everybody's coming through the door. You reject a lot of stuff. But when you, you don't even know what's going on, everybody comes in. You know, why do we like these elite VIP parties? Because the whole mishpacha is not there. The whole world is not at these parties. There's a doorman, somebody guides, who's who are you? We like, we like these illicit places. Because not everybody comes in. Why do people like Fisher Island? Why is Fisher Island $20 million apartments? you got to go on a ferry, you got to go... Not everybody just comes in. It's not Kayocho Ocho where everybody just comes in and whoever shows up, who shows up. The same thing, your mind has to have the same mindset. You have, to have a lot of discipline. What you want in and what you don't want in. End the story. And that affects your energy tremendously. So it's very, very important to understand this concept. Noticing God's life, but more importantly, mastering your emotions. That's my adding, adding to that number. Studying Torah. Studying Torah again. When you learn Torah, God's talking to you. When you're praying, you're talking to Him. Period. What is Torah? God's talking to you. You're talking to Him. The conversation's flowing. Life is great. Conversation stops. What happens in relationships when con- relationship stops? That's it. It's the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of the end. What do the people say when the the flow stops? Are you mad at me? Am I mad at you? Do you still love me? Is this relationship on? Is this relationship... You see all the doubts that stops when the conversation stops? All of a sudden, no conversation. Here comes the doubts. I feel like you're not into me anymore. Well, if you kept the conversation going... We wouldn't be thinking about this, would we? No. Keep the conversation flowing. Learn and pray. Learn and pray. Because if you just learn and you don't pray, then it's just one way. Then you have potential. But if you just pray, you could be praying for your, your mother-in-law to get out of town for 10 years. That's not a good prayer. So you have to know exactly what to pray for. The Torah gives you instructions on what to pray for. So we need both. It fuses your faith also, but you know you have flow. When I when my flow stops, when I stop praying and I get cold, right away I go I go back to Torah conversation. It's, it's always it's a it's a litmus test. When the conversation's dry, it's because there's nothing left. The tank needs to be filled up, and then that usually warms up the speech. So that's really an indication of our speech or. Uh, our prayer, because remember, our prayer is an expression of our faith. When you pray, that means you believe that what you're saying is being listened to by your creator. So there's no greater expression of practicing than prayer, because that is expression of faith. Moshe's hands were up, they won. Moshe's hands were down, they lost. Why? malik, the doubts. So this is not that we repeat sometimes. It's because it's a constant strengthening that you need to do. You know, you go to a gym. You go to like a a gym where you see like bodybuilders. They're screaming. Let's go! What do they need to to, do? Of course, he's already there. Why does he need to pop? Because people need strengthening in every area of their lives. People need strengthening. People listen to motivational videos. They know all the stuff, but they need the strengthening. We always need strengthening. You know why? Because there's the other side pushing exactly the other direction. The Yitzhar does exactly the same thing. You have a battle between getting cooled off and strengthening yourself. Doubt and then faith. Doubt, faith. It's, 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 it doesn't stop or nothing tells us. It's like arm wrestling. It doesn't mean because you're stronger today. No, the opponent just gets stronger. It doesn't mean that's it. I'm good. I did my thing. I'm good. It's a constant strengthening that you need to do. It's a constant strengthening. It's not a you know I'm good for a month. Costco. I shop, went shopping. It doesn't work like that. Your creator wants. That's why the why did the mom come down every single day? Why? Because it forces you to look up every day. Because if you if, if imagine the month comes down every 30 days, people would be like, okay, I have to pray today. Because I'm waiting for the month to come down. It's the end of the month. He doesn't want that relationship, that snake relationship, where he gave the snake sustenance his whole life. Just get lost. I don't want to deal with you. He wants you every day to rely on him, to check up on him, and to look at every single day like it's brand new. That's what our Creator wants. That's exactly what the, what the... This is why if you read the Parsha Saman, which is a source of blessing for us, it says, I have sent the bread down to test you. And people that accumulated too much, it spoiled. So, because why did they accumulate too much? Well, they wanted more control. They wanted more certainty. And it spoiled. People that went on Shabbat, spoiled. So your Creator wants a daily relationship with you period, to strengthen your Imuna. Because remember, if we don't have that daily relationship, then we get weak in, rela- in our emunah, and then we lose the whole picture. So you have to have the wake-up calls. And they're actually kindness. Now, it would be much better if you made the wake-up call yourself. Then he should wake you up. Obviously. It's better that the husband should wake up in the morning that his wife tell him, hey, you're late for work. Would you agree? I would agree. The husband should wake up before his wife. Already, if she's waking him up, that's already the beginning of the problem. But we want to wake up. We want to rouse our Creator through inspiration. We don't want to wake up out of desperation. And that again, that it should in should be something. I need a Muna today. I need my. I don't feel right. I need a Muna today. That's how you should be. This is the sense of urgency that you should have. With faith because again if it's strong then all when you have faith everything else takes on a different meaning you'll be you're automatically going to be positive in that situation automatically whatever happens to you you're going to find a way to see the light in the tunnel out of the tunnel automatically but when you don't walk around with the Muna, automatically you're going to see the worst case scenario so you tell me what you want you want to see the best case scenario or you want to be the worst case scenario. that is not a result of those situations that is a result of your belief system. Your belief system. And it has nothing to do with the world. It has nothing to do with anything. You are, your whole world was created for you and you have to go in there. You have to make the best out of every situation. That is our job. That is our job, is to find the light in every situation and bring light where there's a lot of darkness. That's what you could do. You can influence your friends. Imagine you have a muna. What do you think is going to happen to your friend? He's going to also have a Muna. He's going to see, oh, look, he has a Muna. He's doing well. I should try it. How do you think we got thousands of people on this podcast? By mistake? Because it works. You see any advertisements on uh, join the group? No. <laughs> people just join. Another great way to strengthen your Muna is keeping Shabbat. Keeping Shabbat is a phenomenal way to strengthen your Muna. Rab Nachman tells us and, and Gemara tells us that the whole blessing for the whole week comes on account of Shabbat. Shabbat is ultimately the concept, understanding that we were in slavery for six days and on Shabbat we are free. We don't need anything. This is why we're not allowed to do any laws on Shabbat is because you're getting involved with your own bracha. You understand? The blessing's coming down automatically. As long as you, you check in. But the more you get involved in your own work, that doesn't allow the blessing to come. Understand? It's like, if I'm telling you good news, and you're worrying, you can't receive that news. So you have to just completely absorb and, and enjoy the Creator of the day. And that's why being present is so important. What you say on Shabbat, you shouldn't even talk about during the week. Don't plan. They're telling us... The reason, they're not there to... These laws, again, these laws are not, are not there to be technical and to make, to make you be miserable and to restrain you from your phone or your TV. It's to get you in the day. Because if you're, not, if you're thinking already about next week, then you're not in the day. Then you can't receive. You could only receive if you're in oneness. But if you're thinking already about tomorrow, you're not really there. How many people are in relationships, but they're not really there in the relationship? <laughs> many people. doesn't mean you're there. I could be in a relationship and not be in love. I could be in Shabbat and not be in Shabbat. Unfortunately. But once you see the oneness, and you see the joy in Shabbat, and you see the blessings in Shabbat, you check out completely. You have nothing, you want, you want nothing to do. You're already a slave in six, imagine somebody told you, Alcatraz, one day free. Whoever's in Alcatraz, I'm going to give you one day. Get out. Get out. One day, do what you want. Go to the zoo. Go to the San Francisco. Whatever you want to do. Go to the 49ers game. Go what you want to do. And then people say, no, I want to think about next week. What next week in Alcatraz is going to look like. That's a slavery. You have one day to be free. Why would we we want seven days of Alcatraz? Six days in a month. The week of the work, this week of the, the week, our sages tell us, this is why every single day we say a blessing for the week. This is the first day according to Shabbat. Second day, because we're, we're trying to bring in, the whole point is, you want to bring in the energy of Shabbat in the week. Because the week itself represents, represents slavery. This is exactly when we say Kiddush on Shabbat, what are we saying? You're the one that took us out of Egypt. You took me out of Egypt. Why do I have to talk about Egypt, why do I have to talk about Egypt on Shabbat? It's because Shabbat is about everything that had to happen during the week was done. That's it. I have nothing to do, I have nothing to worry about. I can just be absorbed in my creator's light and feed my soul instead of already being in the next moment, the next moment, which is what we are. We're never in the moment. So this is where Shabbat is. Big, this is where the whole blessing comes on Shabbat. So imagine somebody tells you the whole blessing comes on Shabbat. What are you, where are you running to? What are you running to? What are you running to? Stay present. Stay present. That's the day to stay present. Do as much as you can to feed. Because remember, that's even Ram Nachman tells us, we don't even eat on Shabbat to, to, to be satisfied. We eat because the food itself is the channel for the blessings to come through it. The bread you're eating, blessings coming through it. So... I mean, if you want to just make smart decisions and strengthen your faith, keep Shabbat. Keep Shabbat. Start small, whatever you're at. It doesn't have to, but start small. Start small. You know, Rabbi, Rabbi Rosenfeld, who, was, who, who, was, who was, was very responsible for the, a lot of the Syrian community coming back to, to Judaism, to, to Shabbat and etc., he first started, and I heard this story personally, I heard this story from many, many sources. When he, when he told his, he, he knew everybody was gonna work on Shabbat. Back then, in the, I believe in the 50s, 60s, everybody worked on Shabbat, everybody. So what did he tell him? Do me a favor, just when you go to, when you go to work, don't put your radio on. That's how he started, little steps. So you should also, don't have the guilt. Start with little steps. You know, Friday night, I'm not gonna go out. I'm not gonna use my phone Friday night. Each, you have to start somewhere. The whole point is when you start getting momentum, momentum does its thing. But this is why the most emphasis on Shabbat is to be joy, etc. So that's another way to strengthen your muna. is Shabbat. Shabbat is a tremendous way to strengthen your muna. You're closed and you're actually, you're doing nothing and you're actually receiving. You know, we always have this guilt. Oh, what am I not doing enough? I'm not working enough. I'm not making enough money enough. I'm not been doing this enough. This is like a mentality that we think. I'm not doing this enough. I'm not doing that. Like, like we're in charge for every single thing of our lives. Number seven, talk to Hashem. We've said that a thousand times. And number eight, bitachon. Trust. So all of these things strengthen your muscles, strengthens your muscles, etc. So again, let's just review what he says. Number one, contemplating on the wonders of creation. Number two, pray, saying blessings and pray with concentration. Number three, noticing God's hand in everything. Number four, he says, studying the 13 principles. I didn't say that one, but you could study also the 13 principles of faith. Number five, starting Torah. Number six, keeping Shabbat and focusing on its lessons. Number seven, talking talking about Hashem. And number eight, Bitachon. So there's a lot of stuff here. I, I put in mastering your emotions on the 13 principles of faith. I think that's, that's very, very important. But those are practical lessons on how to strengthen it. So don't say, this is how, it's, again, we attract who we are. Not what you want. You don't get in life what you want. You get in life who you are. <laughs> this guy on the phone yesterday, I want this, I want this, I want this, but I'm not getting it. You're not attracting what you want. You're attracting who you are right now. Who you are right now is attracting this. That's it. That's who you're getting. So if you want to attract better things in life, you have to be better. But you don't get in life what you want. You get in life who you are. You want Shalom Bayit? You have to be a different husband. I want Shalom Bayit. You have to be a different husband. You have to do this. You want peace. End do story. You don't get in life what you want. You get in life who you are. It's very important. Very principle. concept. One thing is not enough. Being that person is what it is. Have a great day.